Hey ho, Sorry, look over here. Over here. <laughs> His <laughs> name's Simon Thornton. He's got hair and he wears clothes. His name is Simon Thornton. See, your joke... Sometimes... Uh, yeah, your joke He was... drives his car, <laughs> and he drives it on a road. Yeah. Sometimes the clothes so, that he wears... Yep. ...are new. <laughs> Not often. <laughs> yeah, the joke you made then about, like, um, basically it being very ordinary things... Like Simon Thornton, the man with the hair, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I've often, I've actually made a fallout sh- uh, settlement, um, which had a fight sign with two people that were going to have a staged fight, mm-hmm. and one of them was called Two Eyes McGee, okay? Right, yeah. Because two eyes, everyone's got two eyes. Yeah, of course they have, yeah. Yeah, good, good. Do you like it? Thanks for contributing. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> One brain Simon. (laughs) (laughs) Simon McHead hair. Norman Jaden, FBI. Victor Goddamn Sullivan. Booker DeWitt. Solid Snake. Commander Shepard. Morton Sullivan. You're listening to PlayStation. 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 PlayStation Radio. Radio. Radio UK. This is PlayStation Radio UK. This is PlayStation Radio UK. It is... 97.1. That's not how I do it, is it? This is... No, ep- this you've done is... it wrong. 97.1 FM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is 97.1 FM. You're listening to PlayStation Radio UK. <laughs> and it's the 3rd of the 10th, October. It's nearly your bedtime, isn't it? Is that why your yeah. sort of brain is turned into mush? I was listening to... What's it called? Just a Minute on Radio 4. Oh, Yes. Where they have that uh, that game, and if there's a, a deviation, hesitation, or repetition, you have to you have to give over to the other person. Right. I would have lost very quickly. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're yeah, yeah you're like an Alzheimer's patient. You are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> How are you feeling though? How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. I uh, I've spent the weekend starting my documentary. It's very exciting. That is very exciting. Have you talked on the podcast about what your documentary is? I don't know. Because you've not. definitely told me about it at least twice. So maybe you have? No, I don't think you have, actually. Basically, it's a documentary about this little village in Scotland, which is it's not there anymore. It's been completely destroyed by open-cast mining. Mm-hmm. And this little village created the most amount of professional footballers by, by population ever of any other place in the world. <laughs> Um, one of them was Bill Shankly, very famous man. And so there's there's sort of like this last remaining generation of old people that were from there. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, two of them died last week. 
Oh my god. Yes. Did you were you planning on talking to them? No, I didn't know of these people, but the guy I interviewed on, on the weekend told me that two people had just died in the last week. So I'm doing it at the oh. right time because they're they're all biting the dust, as it were. They are um, the cold dust. Yeah, so it's a story that is worth telling and there's not gonna be much more time to tell it. Mm. And so I figured, why not? What a great idea. Yeah. Plus you got nothing else on, have you? In fact, one of the people I'm going to interview, hopefully this week coming, is Bill Shankly's niece. Right. Who still lives very close to where the village was. <laughs> I thought you were cool. just going to leave it at who still lives. <laughs> Not that for much does. longer, eh, Simon? Hey, <laughs> well, that's take your knife. There's a good boy. If the police were ever to investigate these people dying, there would be one thing that links them all. <laughs> it would be a me. visit from Simon Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, he had a video camera. Oh, that sick bastard! We have to take him down. <laughs> He's a um, monster. So yeah, I'm just I'm starting up. I'm gonna make a little social media account for it purely so that if anyone was to investigate if the documentary already exists, they'd find me and think, well, it's too late. Someone's already doing it. Yeah, can't like, have a documentary on the same thing. Well, you know that you say that, but there was a, a funny documentary on Netflix about these Israeli brothers or friends that, that went to America to make films, and they made really bad films. They made the films with Chuck Norris in them and, you know, all those shit sort of Zed movies, mm-hmm. action flicks and whatnot. But every now and again, they'd have a hit. Now they, they made, like, I don't know, 100 movies a month. It was insane. So every time they'd have a hit that would just kind of fund the rest of them, it was a very different structure than Hollywood was. Right. And another thing they did was when the, the two brothers sort of fell out with each other, each other, it was midway through a film that they were both sure was going to be a hit. So one of them kept going with the film and the other one just started again and they both released at the same time with the same names. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, the guys making the documentary about these Israeli friends they approached them for interview and they said, no, we don't want to be in it. And before they released their documentary, they released one <laughs> on the exact same topic before them. Yeah. Oh, what the hell? Um, but I, I don't know. I think that was, it was funny. It was worth it just so they could give that little kind of tidbit at the end. <laughs> um, anyway, that was a bit of a tangent. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'm just actually, I'm starting my, um, I'm starting my documentary about this village in Scotland. Um, two people died last week. I Did don't know they? if you heard. Yeah. Wow, that's a, a lot of people for a whole week. It was me. <laughs> I killed them. And I'm going to kill more people. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been... It's exciting. It is exciting. There's also some other yeah, news well, that I've got. Yeah, good for you. That okay. um, I don't want to talk about just yet. Oh. Because it might fall through. But if it, it always does, Simon. It always does. If it doesn't, it'll be very exciting. And if Good. it does, we'll never hear about it again. Yep, that's how we do things. Hey, Simon. Yes. It's been a while. Let's play my music. Oh no, it's Ben's depressing. It's time for Ben's depressing week. So, uh, when I go to the gym, Simon, I take my iPod with me. Okay. And uh, today, 
I put on my jogging bottoms to go to the gym. And yep. uh, what did I find in my pocket? My iPod, which is normal, right? That's fine. I'd just taken my, I'd taken my my uh, jogging bottoms off the air assignment because it had gone through the wash. Put my iPod through the wash. Is it still working? No. no. No, it's not. What I plugged kind of it iPod in. Was it? It was. It was an old Nano. Like, it wasn't one of the new touchscreen ones. It was just functional. Okay. And it just works. It's kind of annoying now. So I plugged it in and it started up unbelievably. But as soon as I unplugged it, it yeah. lost all of its charge and turned off. And none of the buttons dead. worked. Maybe, oh, but none of the buttons dead. worked either. So yeah, it's absolutely buggered, which is a real shame. But uh, apart from that... I'm surprised it worked at all. That's... Yeah, so was I. It's impressive. I plugged it in, saw the little Apple logo. Yeah, it was great. But apart from that, not much has been happening. I was... Um, Thrilled to discover that we are now a four-time award-nominated podcast. Nominated, Simon. Mm-hmm. Award-nominated. Mm-hmm. And um, so we didn't win. We didn't win. Is what you're saying? We didn't win. I don't. Uh, well, I, I don't know what you. I don't know what you're talking about. Experts so. in failure. We're just four. We're just four-time award-nominated, um, and that's that's all there is to it. That we we won't. We weren't up for any awards or anything because, as as we've agreed, it didn't happen. Nothing happened. Yeah. But it's funny I was because thinking, there's there's no other podcasts, so who keeps winning them? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. It's really annoying. Um, some people may have heard that appeal, that charity appeal that went up on our iTunes feed. That'll be gone soon. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of the evidence. <laughs> uh, but I was I was thinking the other day, what if? There was a podcast award where it actually acknowledged that we're the only podcast on the internet. Like, what if? What if that existed? Um, what, an award that always went to us. Well, not necessarily. It could, you know, we could just not win it one year. But one that acknowledged that we're the only podcast on the internet, you know, something, something that lowers the bar so much that it's underground. What I don't would understand. You think though, what would it, what would it be called? Um, well, I was thinking about this. Uh, I thought maybe if such an award existed, right? If this award existed, which it doesn't, it would probably be called the podcasting world cup of podcasting excellence in podcasting award um now as it stands if if we were to enter simon we would be the the only nominee right yeah we'd be five time award nominated but there's a very good chance that we could win it and um when i tried to contact the person or or persons Involved in the uh, podcast World Cup of podcasting excellent in excellence in podcasting uh, award, uh, they did tell me that if a physical award was to be produced, it would only cost thirty pounds for this award wow. to be to be real. Um, so you're saying you could spend thirty pounds and pay for an award, and then we could say that the podcast is award winning. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. 
or I'm saying in the Twitter bio award bought podcast. <laughs> we could say that, but that would be inaccurate, Simon, because the podcast World Cup of podcasting excellence in podcast in podcasting award awardness is is a is a, it could be a real thing. It's nothing to do with us, but we could just be the only entrant. You know, what do you, what do you think? What do you think of that? Maybe. Let's talk Maybe. about games. Okay. Game of the week. I've given up on Final Fantasy X. Sound the alarm. Final Fantasy has broken me. Just as a tangent. Oh, great. I've been playing fa- one. fantasy football, right? Okay. Yeah? I've playing same, fantasy football, it? and every time I go to talk about it, I say final... F- f- and then I'm like, no, it's not final, <laughs> it's just fantasy football. Well, it depends how injured you get. I just never used that word, and now that every time I try and say that, say it, I try and say Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy, yeah, that's a difficult one. It is. It's a difficult one, but um, people told me to keep giving it a go, and I did, and uh, mild peril was introduced, Simon. Oh my. There was an attack that left some people dead, <gasps> but they just skirted straight over it, all happy smiling again almost instantly. And that was last weekend that I played it last time. Uh, not the weekend, just gone. And it's less out of me just giving up because I can't be fucked to play it anymore. But that was the window of opportunity it had to really grab me. And now we've got Mafia 3 out this week. We've got PSVR out next week or the week after. It's it's too busy. Yep. Final Fantasy had its moment, son, and it squandered it. It's gone. Yep. Can't do it anymore. So that was Final Fantasy X. Shit. It's a shit <laughs> game. And anyone who likes it is an idiot. I also played Atom Universe, Simon. What's that? Atom Universe. This is a game that I can only describe as being sort of like the second coming of PlayStation Home. Right? Okay. So you load into an area, you create your avatar, and you just hang around with people. Basically. Is this out on like? Is this a released copy or is it an alpha, beta? Type it thing? says it says alpha, but it had a proper promotion on the PlayStation. Maybe not the PlayStation Store, but the blog or the Twitter account definitely tweeted. Oh, out this week, Atom Universe. Is it oh, made okay. by Sony? No, no. Is it made by it's the people not. that used to make Home? I don't think so. Because you I showed a know. screenshot and it looked suspiciously identical. It did, didn't it? I've actually written a diary, Simon. Okay. This is what I was doing. This is why I was late. I've written a diary about, and it's called My Experience in Atom Universe by Ben Potter. Are you ready? Yep. Are you ready to be regaled? Go for it. Let's settle in. As I arrived at the main menu, I appeared to be in space. (laughs) Atom Universe was before me in big letters. I pressed X to continue and was taken to a sub-menu after a 30-second wait. At the second menu... I wasn't permitted to select any options, and it took quite a while before I worked out that I used the right analog stick to look around. It was a 3D menu. This was bad, because the reticule was in the centre of the screen, meaning I had to look directly at what I wanted to click on, and nothing else. After selecting Sign Up, it took two minutes to load a page for me to enter my details. 
Five minutes later, I had finished entering my details. 30 seconds later, my details were gone, and I was offered an empty version of the menu I'd just filled in. I filled in my details again. Three confirmation emails then came through at once. None of them worked. <laughs> After entering my details for a final time, I received a correct confirmation email, and I was allowed one menu deeper into the game. Wow. I then began to customise my character. He looked like an action man who'd gone through the wash. Choosing between the two varieties of hair was challenging, but in the end, I went for one of the style of hats, one of the types of shirts, and one of the types of trousers. I neglected to select shoes. Making sure the colour palette was set to beige, I joined a random server, and I walked into a dance floor with the loudest, shittest music you've ever heard. On the dance floor was a large selection of male avatars getting down with it. Curious to see what the fuss was about, I approached, revealing a solitary female avatar at the centre of the thronging, the thronging mass of dude. <laughs> what the hell is this game? I asked, using the in-game chat function. Hell was censored for some reason, but nobody cared for my implied profanity. Home too, replied I, Mike, David. I, Mike, David was practically grinding on the female avatar at this point, but Bayou Blue wasn't doing herself any favours. <laughs> Bring it on, boys, she said, to which I, Mike, <laughs> David replied, hottie. Feeling like a third wheel, I went over to the edge of the dance floor and <laughs> like sat in a booth wheel. by myself. <laughs> Nobody joined me, so I hopped back up and tried to work out how to dance. Bringing up a menu that slowed the game down to a crawl, I selected the robot, and my console promptly crashed. Reflecting on my short time in Atom Universe, I'm not sure it's for me. While I appreciate a limited wardrobe and melted action men as much as the next guy, I just know in my heart of hearts that I, Mike David, is a 12-year-old boy, and Bayou Blue is a 46-year-old man. The end. So it is home too. The one thing you omitted that would have definitely made this the sequel is that you didn't do the running man. You did the robot dance instead. You're right. So You're is right. that in the game? Did you notice it? I'm not starting it back up ever again. Okay. Well, that goes unanswered. Yeah, that's what I've done. That's um, that's what I've played. But it's funny that that is... I mean, if it's not made by the same people, then it must be made by a company that didn't even bother to do the market research to find that no one liked home. <laughs> well, some people did. That's the weird thing. And it's yeah. just going to be for them to buy shit hairstyles with a game that looks like it's an early PS3 game um, so they can pretend to dance with female avatars. It's it's another... It's just that weird issue that, that arose when we started looking at embarrassing PS4 communities. Yeah. Where people want to role play and pretend that they have a girlfriend in the game. And that's exactly what Homefield uh, felt like. And that's exactly what this felt like as well. Where as soon as anyone sees a female avatar, they're right on them. Just like dancing with them, pretending to be their friend and just wanting to be nearby. Like there's some sort of social status to be gained in fucking Atom Universe. What's, it, what's the sort of, I don't know, the blurb for this game? What does it sell itself as? Like a social... 
just like a social game, basically, where you just stand around and talk. You can invite your friends back over to your personalised pad. Oh, so you get it's, your little pad as well, like in the last one. You get one. your own little place, yeah, the last one. Yeah, might as well just... We'll just call it home too. I'd be very interested to see if anyone else can suffer through the menus to actually play it because uh, it is free and it's very bad. I'm trying to load up a sort of, and it's quite fitting because I'm trying to load up the Atom Universe website to find out what it's about. Oh, don't, it'll crash your PC. It's not loading. (laughs) And then it loaded up and it's only like a forum. Do they have a website? I don't know. It's probably down for maintenance. I can read the first kind of like, line of what the Steam description is because it's on Steam as well apparently Yes, yeah, I think it is Atom Universe is a free-to-play social virtual world a theme park featuring fun people and fun things plenty of games, rides and amusements Featuring the latest sexual predators So instead of it, because this is what PlayStation Home had was it had little rooms that were sort of sponsored by a video game like a, a real video game Yeah And then sometimes they would have a mini game inside that room so there was like a bowling and that kind of stuff Mm. this sounds very similar except this time it's a theme park yes they saw a gap in the market that shouldn't exist to begin with and they went for it (gasps) oh my god what i think it was a kickstarter game oh no (laughs) this is amazing yeah it was a kickstarter staff pick um okay Users can chat, compete, make friends, and it's even crashing Kickstarter. Jesus. Uh, 280 backers pledged £25,000 to help bring this project to life. 225 people wanted this game. 280. 280. What's the average amount that they spent to get $25,000? It's like... No, £100 each, thereabouts. I wonder if they mentioned home in their actual Kickstarter. <laughs> maybe. I think, oh, I don't know, maybe they just tagged it. <laughs> hey, just remember this shit? Do you miss this shit? Are people actually searching for PS Home? I don't know. <laughs> that but that's was, exactly what someone told me it was when I asked. Yeah. I mean, people were still, in, that was still in beta when, when it just disappeared, wasn't it? They just quietly removed the beta tag, but did nothing to change it from actually being in beta. I was so excited for that game, Home. Yeah. I thought it was the most exciting thing ever, and I nearly fought someone to get a to get a beta code for it. Played it, thought, this is amazing! And then it disappeared, and then it came out for real, and I played it for like 10 minutes, because the servers didn't work, and you had to download each of the areas you wanted to visit, and it was terrible, so... Yep, and it's, oh my god, I can't even look at this Kickstarter page anymore, it's making me feel nauseous. Then don't, just yeah. close it. I'm going to close it, and, and you can just delete that game. Yeah, I will. I've actually still got it on my console, I don't know. People mind. fucking paid for that. It's a free-to-play game that they paid for. <laughs> it's in alpha. It's not even finished. Will no. it ever be finished? Who knows? I doubt it. I don't think you can make a game of the scale that they want it to be. With twenty two thousand dollars, yeah, even. and the 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 goal was twenty thousand. Uh, they can't even get near that, and um, making a game of that size. Because look, PlayStation couldn't manage it. They had their own in house studio trying to do it. They gave mm. up after yeah. years of pain. <laughs> yes, it was terrible. But what have you been playing? I actually haven't been playing 
anything, I'm afraid. It's been a bit of a busy oh week for God. me. Um, so yeah, I've maybe played a little bit of Siege and a little bit of Fallout because I'm still doing settlements. Uh, and apart from that, nothing. Which is a bit of a shame because I, I, I would have talked about something. Okay, well then allow me to bring something up for us to discuss very briefly. Yeah. I just finished watching Fargo season oh, the two. the Netflix one. Yeah. I've not seen season two. I've seen season one. Yes, season one was fantastic. And then season two, uh, I was asking for things to watch. And actually, listener Glenn Hurst suggested that uh, I give Fargo season two a go because I'd completely yep. forgotten about it. I just finished it. It's uh, fantastic. And dear God, I got some real telltale vibes out of it. Like I was just watching it and thinking, oh man, this would be amazing as a telltale game. Like making your decisions about what to do. And they they keep, there's a really interesting camera technique they keep using throughout the series where they do sort of like a split screen and show you know if someone's in a house they show someone walking up to the house or whatever just like you would in a game for example Hmm. certain games do that sometimes and i I don't know it just it just really really stuck with me well if there's there's anything we know about telltale is that they're they're not going to stop until they've made a telltale game series for everything on the planet that's right. So it's just a matter of probably days until they announce it. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I just thought, yeah, I could go for that. You should I just watch started watching sorry. True Detective. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Season one. Don't bother with it. Uh, season two. It was shit. Okay. With Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that as well. Anyway, should we move on to Piers Q and R? Let's do it. Do you want to be involved with the show in some way? Send us an email to fishandchips at playstationradio.co.uk. Follow us on Twitter at PS Radio UK, or go to our Facebook page where we regularly ask for your feedback. It really is that easy. And leave us an iTunes review, you bastards! PS Q and Cross Jotel Butted by your the Lush Blurks. Yep. Uh Simon, a yes. plea. Your emails, guys, we need to have a word. Not only, as we said last show, not only are they too long, okay? Not only are they too long, they're just too fucking big. We we love all of you, and we love getting emails, but dear God, please limit your emails, because we're getting emails that are an entire page long. Yes. And it's too long. It's too long. We can't S- do it. Special shout out to Smalley, who not yes. only sends them too long but sends them too long every day. Uh, we can't keep up with that. And it's a Since shame. Since the last show, we, we have nine emails from Smalley. Nine! Smalley, come on. We love you, and we love hearing from you, but please try and limit yourself to one email per show, <laughs> because we just can't cope. There's too much. Too much. And finally, I would like to apologise to Luke, Flux Ambassador 42 who... Literally just sent us an email about PSVR, uh, but said uh, he followed up immediately saying, if this email is sent as you record the show, I'll kill myself. So, Luke, I'm sorry that you're going to have to kill yourself. It was a pleasure knowing you. Uh, But we've actually got a few emails from people that aren't even included in this show. They are in the backlog. They will be got to. For the love of God, keep your emails short and sweet and don't email in twice before the show comes out because it's just too much. With that said, let's start with the same this the first essay, which comes no, from 
No, we're going to do something. We're going to do something else. Oh. I've got a jingle. Oh, I've got a jingle. It's time to talk about the PS4 community that makes me most embarrassed to play games on PS4. Still an excellent title. Yeah, really nice and short. And now it's time for the communities that make you most ashamed to play PS4. They're not going to be good, but they could contain boobs. Okay, so this week, this one also comes from Luke, Flux Ambassador 42, who is now dead. So that's a shame. This community, Simon, is called Girls Club Only. Okay, Girls innocent enough. 14 and up. Why? Girls Girls Club Only, Girls 14 and up. So basically women. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think... I think that implies slight... Maybe there's like a slight whiff of paedophilia there, don't you think? Well, so are you, are you saying that because it up. says girls, it's 14 to 18 is the limit that he's actually Im- imposed? Well... He does say girls. Yeah, which is weird. Um, and then he sets the, the bar for entry at a, at a disturbingly young age to be talking to someone online. Okay? Now, I don't the know what, avatar... I, I, I think that if it was, like, girls only maybe 10 to 14, that wouldn't be abnormal. It's only abnormal because of what this group's bound to be for. Yes, we'll get to up. that in a second. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. So the avatar is a picture of sort of like an emo girl. Okay. But she's got sort of rainbow hair, big eye makeup. So it's a real person. Uh, this is probably taken from the internet somewhere. Yeah, okay. Uh, she doesn't look 14. Let's just say that. She's probably in her 20s. Uh, the owner of this community is is a, is a lovely PSN uh, user by the name of and this is all in capitals, Simon. Mm-hmm. Sniping Beast 69. Sniping <laughs> Beast 69. Now, if you were to take a guess at the gender of Sniping Beast 69, what would you assume? I mean, I, I don't want to put him in a box, but it's definitely a, a he. It's probably a he, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the message of the day is welcome to girls club only girls 14 and up. Now, if we have a look at some of the specimens that are in the comments here. Uh, right, so starting from the bottom, we've got Scar for Life 18 that says add me on PS4, Scar for Life 18. So Scar for Life 18 there, just cruising for some underage girl action there. Uh, King Hilliard also says add me ladies. Uh, we've got Scarface for Life 666, so presumably a relative of Scarface for Life 18. Yep. Uh, also says add me on PS4. Scar, li- Scar for Life 666, just in case you didn't see his avatar or his name. Um, then we've got Mattzilla1772. He says, friend request me, girls. Girls, Simon, girls. 14 and up. Uh, Kusum underscore Swalib wades in and just says, ugly, ugly cunts. What? Oh, that's what? nice. Why? And... <laughs> SV Diaz 11 posts a picture of himself, okay. a screenshot of his profile, which presumably is linked to his Facebook profile. So it's an actual picture of him. And it says, are you ready, Simon? Yeah. It says, I'm a hardworking, sexy Mexican looking to have some fun. I'm 18. Well. Girls club only, 
how many girls fourteen and up? Yeah, but but it's not a problem because clearly it's just guys in there. It keeps clearly. them all out of the way, you know. It's probably set up by Sony. It's a, it's a fucking trap. <laughs> well, thanks Shuhei got. for letting this happen and exist. And I look forward to the next episode where we have the next embarrassing yeah, please, community. Please send them in. I did see that George, uh, listener George, dropped an absolute ton of them in the community. We want to keep them secret, George. We want to keep it a secret. So email them in or send them to me on PSN or something. That's we, what Luke We will did. probably still use some of George's because why not? Yeah, well, why the fuck not? The yeah. great thing is it changes every day. There was a community for a pro Donald Trump the other day that I saw. Uh, that was quite interesting, wading in there and having a look through those comments. It was, uh, uh, well, it's just just a haven for homophobia, <laughs> racism, and other delightful social things. Yep. PlayStation 4, everybody. PlayStation 4. Let's get back to the questions. Yes, the first one comes from the White Water. Yeah, do you want to... Are you going to be okay with this? Uh, you, you go for it. Because okay. he writes quite well, and it'll make me seem stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, mans and manesses. I write tonight (laughs) to bring your attention to a sensitive issue. I've investigated all manner of arse abrasion techniques and and we have discovered that we remain universally seated when shifting shit, setting aside the few freaks that take pleasure in mushing the mud between their maximus muscles. Also, that's not all. uh, Also, that's not all. Maybe, Maybe he means that's not all. But a large majority of us follow the rules of front to back. This may be the mindless religious style following of official instructions from the overlords at Andrex, etc. Or, as some believe, the most hygienic and effective effluent expunging technique. This latest development, however, is a most troublesome issue and I need your help. Okay. I was recently in the loo at work and, as is against bathroom etiquette, I was immediately followed in by a colleague who also intended to undertake a numero dos. Fabulous. Now we both know we will have turd-tainted taints for the rest of the working day. I got around to merrily dumping my dookie when I heard a troublesome sound coming from his stall. Oh no. Actually... There were two concerning sounds. The first was like somebody pouring out several (laughs) tins of kidney beans into the toilet bowl. This man clearly hath no shame. But then, and this was my reason for writing, he opened up to me, not verbally, but through the second noise. And I gathered from the following sound that his childhood was a tough one and that he may have grown up feral. I should probably explain our loo roll dispensers at work here. You may have come across them in public before. I've attached a picture to be uploaded on the iTunes or the face bags to make this clearer, but I must stress that they don't have the same picture over the cover that this one does. I work in an NHS building. Thank you very much. So, basically, Simon, you can't see this picture, but I've got it. It's kind of like a, you know, like a baby wipe, like a pack of baby wipes. Okay. Where you pull them out. Yes. And it's sort of, it's almost like the the loo roll dispenser has a sphincter and it comes out in sort of like a... Like a tissue box that's hanging upside down on the wall. Basically. Yeah, exactly, yeah. but it's a very tight sphincter. Yes, it's like a little anus, for little star-shaped better, Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's exactly what it is. The opening in the centre is so small and tight that 99% of the time one can only retrieve one sheet at a time, even though they are connected... Uh, burp. Even though they are connected on one big roll. 
which, in itself, would be fine if the sheets weren't crushed into a thin line incapable of any use without a full minute of unravelling. But I digress. I heard the dispenser in his stall, then again, then again. I was tempted to copy and paste that 15 times, but suffice to say, he pulled out 16 sheets. Who needs 16 sheets of loo roll? Apparently the same kind of person who uses those sheets in a scrubbing motion. For the following 20 to 30 seconds, I heard that poor brown tissue get jammed forwards and backwards on this man's anus, and I couldn't help but wonder quite how many attempts it was going to take for him to clean the mess he just created. Sure enough, I heard another 15 or so sheets get yanked out of the dispenser and another 20 seconds of shit scrubbing. This happened four times. I was so genuinely concerned when I finally heard the toilet flush that the 50-plus sheets of bog roll were going to cause a tsunami that I lifted my feet (laughs) off the floor just to be safe. Somehow it was all safely gobbled up by the toilet bowl, but circling back to my point, this man needs your help. This is where all of you come in. If you please visit justgiving.com forward slash charity forward slash I bet his ass is permanently brown and give whatever you can, (laughs) then we can hopefully pay for wipe training for this underprivileged man. This is a genuine Just Giving page that I set up, by the way, but it's now gone to the review stage, so it will most certainly not see the light of day. If that is the case, I will go and shake a pot outside my... um, uh, Hang on. I will go and shake a pot outside my poor local Halifax and do some chunting chugging. We must all do what we can. Good day, the Y Porter. Very nice email. <sighs> it's made me realise that mm. it's not so much the forward to front to back or back to front motion that's the problem. It's the way the arm enters the area to wipe. Right. And it made me wonder if he was scrubbing back and forward with his arm in between his legs... You know, curled over. Yeah, there's no way of knowing. Curled over, hunched over, <laughs> like the depraved man he is. Also, that that toilet paper is never soft. You do not want to be no. scrubbing with that stuff. No, God, no. It'd be red raw and brown. I mean, I just tried that just giving page. By the way, four o four file or directory not found. So it's probably safe to assume that was denied. Yep, taken down, and it's prime. Yeah, but yeah, I, I honestly don't... I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with how many sheets he used initially. You know, 15 times per scrub, is, it seems excessive. Yeah. But he was always going to need more because the wetter the poo, the more you need to do. That's the, that's the famous <laughs> quote, isn't it? Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> Let's get on to the next email. Thanks again, White Porter. Thank um, you. This one comes from Rapey Brown. Mm. Um, here's how we do it in America, boys. Back to front, front to back, and then a twisty motion, followed by a tap and squeeze. In the back to front versus front to back debate forever, there is no greater equaliser than the shitter. For even a king... Is this a haiku or something? For Maybe. even a king looks like a fool when he's answering nature's call. Love you, bye. Rapey Brown. So that's... That's great. I think we're no longer debating the merits of the back-to-front or front-to-back. I think it's just interesting to hear people's horrifying bathroom experiences. Yeah. That's what we want now. It's we like want anything. you to send us your experiences of public bathrooms and the worst thing you've ever experienced or heard. It's important. We're a PlayStation podcast, and we need to cover this. 
P.S. What do you think the re- uh, what do you think of the rest of 2016 for PlayStation fans in terms of games? Anything that makes you particularly moist? Xbox One has Gears 4 and Forza. Does it look pretty dry on the PS front? What a loaded question. But yes, for, I can't yeah, for, actually... For exclusives, yeah, for exclusives. I can't There's some multi-platform stuff. Well, Mafia 3's out this week. Yeah, well, yeah that's um, the only game I can think of. Yeah, no, I'm done. Yeah, so there's Mafia 3. When does that um, weird game with the robots come out? Jurassic Park One, robots. 100 foot robot golf. Oh, Robinson's <laughs> The Journey, whatever it's called. The one that's made by the guys that do Killzone. You mean Crytek? Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. Okay, uh, I think that got pushed to next year, maybe. So oh, well. yeah, it's not it's not great, but Last I mean, Guardian. there's plenty. F- yeah, that's out. If you want to be disappointed, uh, <laughs> there's there's plenty to play though. I'm not going to have any issues. I mean, the only games I've been able to play recently is Final Fantasy X for like four or five hours every weekend. Apart from that, I'm watching a lot of TV at the moment. There's a lot of good TV on Simon. Look yeah, at so TV on. Xbox players have exclusives and Sony players have Netflix. <laughs> yeah, that's that's honestly sometimes I'd rather just have Netflix. Well, I don't know. Basically what I think is Sony's really fucking dropped the ball. It's like they've just realized that they're winning in terms of sales, console sales. They've got all the gamers on PS4, so why bother trying anymore? <laughs> I mean, they have made some questionable business decisions that's you can't argue with that but they aren't making the decision to have you know these games delayed ultimately that's the fault of the developer but when ps4 first came out everyone thought the launch lineup wasn't that good but it was because every developer every first party developer had a ps4 game in the works that's what they said Mm -hmm. have we seen any of them uh we've seen a few not that I can't say that we've had any this year. Uncharted Four, that was that was one. Uh, yeah, that's it. I think there've been a few, and that was years ago. That was like four years ago or something. That was ages ago. What the PS4 launched? Yeah, and they've just been. They said every first part developer has a game in the works. I'd like to sit down and make a note of each developer and work out which ones have still to go. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like we haven't had much. Oh well. Yes. Never mind. There are games to play. There will always be games to play. There are arguably too many games to play. Just think of them as think of Sony as saving you money. How's that? How's that for a spin? Fanboy. F- fucking fanboy. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to buy any of these games when they come out anyway. So why? Next up. It, no matter money. what it is, you won't buy it because money. <laughs> just to prove I'm not a fanboy, I'll just have this expensive box that plays Netflix. <laughs> uh, Martin Freeman, he wades back in. He's come back. He's come back from from sea. He's been at sea for many years, Simon. Yep. He's finally come back to us, Martin Freeman. The defense of Sean Murray. Fuck off. Part one. Sean Murray. I would like to point out some aspects us, the general public, and possibly critics might not have taken into consideration whilst taking on the subject that is Sean Murray, his beard, and No Man's Sky. Firstly, Sean Murray. He has a degree in computer science, nothing else. This generally has very little to do with video games as a whole. 
Before No Man's Sky, before the No Man's Sky debacle had come, the only thing he was known for was Joe Danger and Joe Danger 2, the movie. These were very small, quick games, not game-changing at all. Hello Games have gone from that to No Man's Sky, a tremendous leap and achievement. Now, if let me just interject something here. It would have been an achievement if it hadn't if it had done anything new, which it didn't, because they lied. That's all I, I want to say. It's not an achievement. I think, I think it's an achievement in that their formula is quite impressive to randomly generate that universe. However, the way they got people excited for it was by talking about things that weren't in the game. The, but the, this is the thing, their formula was impressive and they were getting sued by that or they were get, there was talk of them about to get sued by that math company that came up with the formula. Yes. But they then found out that it was basically a load of lies and that this universe isn't it isn't like what they said where you can just fly up at any point and you know you can go to the the night cycle of the planet and if you stay on it long enough you'll see the day change to night and stuff didn't like it wasn't what they said it was it wasn't this full-size universe it's basically a randomly generated game Mm. where loading screens hides the fact that it's a game it's a randomly generated game that was made by a tiny studio. And that, to me, is impressive. Yeah, but what but, about things like Binding of Isaac that did that and they made a good game? Yeah, but it's not... I'm talking about like, the sense of scale. We've discussed at a, a great length that, you know, you know how I feel about it. I think it's shit and I think it's boring. Mm. But I think for such a small studio to make something of that size is impressive, regardless of how they went about it, which was terribly. I don't... You see, I know what you mean, and I don't want to be picking up on just this one point but I think this is a, it's a big problem with the way people look at games that just the size is an achievement we should be looking at is the game fun is the game no good? no I'm, don't you know? don't misunderstand me I'm not I'm not saying that the size of the game is why it's impressive I'm saying that it's the size of the studio that made the game that's impressive as uh, as Martin just said the fact that they went from Joe Danger to the movie to No Man's Sky that is a big leap Yes, and it's it has surprising. to be commended for them being yeah. ambitious, but ultimately, obviously, it didn't work out. Uh, it's surprising it, and 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 unexpected that they would do. You're just that. using every but, word. No, but here's the thing: the, is an the achievement okay. would have been if they did it and they executed everything that they wanted. Instead of it being an achievement, it ends up being a mistake because they did make that big jump and they weren't at a point in their 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 sort of development where they could do that. Okay, obviously, all right. All right, just put down your thesaurus. Let's carry on going. (laughs) Now, if we take a step back, we can see that this is a man that has, I think he means to say, that has no public relations training or degree. And the last game he was in charge of before No Man's Sky was Tiny. You're on the world stage. You want to impress and do do as best as you can with this huge behemoth of a game you and your Joe Danger team have created. I agree that he has misled people. I'm not disputing that, but he is a man, a man with a lovely maintained beard. What what are we reading? What is this? I don't know. He, like so many men, can say they have accidentally lied to make themselves sound better. Then you feel you've gone in far and lied some more. This happens with my wife all the time, so I can relate. Yeah, but your wife doesn't have like $4 million worth of pre-orders for whatever you've lied about. Yeah, and it's not like it's a mistake because it's in trailers, it's it's written down. It's not like he just said this stuff off the cuff. 
It's yeah, that's not not the best example, Martin. No. Also, take a look at this whole thing from this angle. This is also a very small studio. When Mass Effect 3's shit ending came, everyone went bananas at Mr. EA. The company will grow and gain experience from this. Perhaps next time, get someone in charge of PR. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure what, what point Martin's trying to make here. I think that in trying to defend McBeardface... He's basically just said that he's even Reached more stupid conclusion. than he thought, that he didn't even have anyone doing PR. What the fuck kind of company doesn't do PR? You know, mm. I, I know because I apply for jobs at companies that have PR, and I apply for PR, PR jobs. There's companies yeah. that are like three people big that have PR and marketing. A PR guy, yeah, yeah. marketing guy. And this is a 20-odd studio that doesn't have that. That's stupid. There's, there's no other word for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Number two, No Man's Sky. Being the massive game that, that this is, I only see opportunity and a lot of it. If this is well-maintained enough with regular updates, patches, and add-ons slash DLC, this could potentially be a true triumph. There is so much that can be added to the user experience. More beasts, multiplayer, storylines, and alliances. There is no limit. There is a limit. They have gone through it, and they have alienated anyone who bought that game. People aren't going to stick around for that. No. And they have still haven't released a statement. So any reputation they had is gone. They had the trust of their audience and they lied to them and they haven't apologized. Doesn't even take if a they had person to know you have to apologize, does it? Yeah. Even if they had the, like a fucking expansion port for your PS4 that dispenses Maltesers, people won't buy it because <laughs> they're sick. And I'd be tempted, Simon. I like Maltesers. We all do. Who doesn't like Maltesers? Bet, bet fucking Beardy McBeardface doesn't like Maltesers. What's this thing he says at the end there? Please take the time to look at www.hellogames.org. You will see this is like an information page for a kid's activities over the summer holidays. Point is the company needs to grow. Basically, I think the point he's trying to make in, in a roundabout way is that the studio and everyone involved in terms of their public front-facing persona has been very amateurish and we should expect them to be amateurish because they are amateurish here's my problem maybe here's my problem look i'm not going to make any sort of excuses for a studio just because they're small when they're releasing a game at full price and they're you know it doesn't matter how many people you've got you still know if you're lying or not so they lied. They charged full price for the game. Why should I feel sorry for them? It's their, it was their decision to make a game that ambitious. Mm-hmm. They didn't manage and then it. Lie about and they it. still charged full price. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Anyway, that's, that's Martin. Thank you, Martin. Thanks, Martin. Uh, Mike has emailed in. He says, Greetings, you toffee nosed, malodorous perverts. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Uh, he did say something else. Let me keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Cheers, Mike. <laughs> Love the show, first of all, guys. Second, have you liked what you've seen about Ghost Recon Wildlands, uh, what you saw in the trailer? I haven't seen the trailer. Um, I have. I've been a bit apprehensive of it simply because it looks a little bit like The Division. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure. If, well, you've seen the trailer. Does it still look like that? Well, when it was announced a couple of E3s ago, we talked about it and we Mm -hmm. both agreed, hey, that looks awesome. Yeah. But it was a CG trailer. This E3, they showed footage. 
And dear God, does it look like an Ubisoft open world game? And but it's that co-op, immediately, right? yeah, it's co-op. But that immediately turned me off. Just the See, fact I, it looks like it's got the Ubisoft formula all over it, and I just don't. It just makes me a bit sick. I just can't play those games anymore. Yeah, that's fair enough. I am willing to forgive that kind of thing for co-op, um, but I haven't. Because co-op at much makes of it, so everything it, better. It does. It really does. Um, anyway, Mike says it looks like the bee's knees. It will be awesome to have an open world co-op game with so much customization. The way that Ghost Recon Future Soldier was set up, you could customise everything about your guns from the trigger to the gas tube. I remember that. That was quite a good game. I'm really looking forward to it. Also, have you encountered any problems playing co-op games on, on PlayStation now? A friend of mine and, uh, and I can't seem to get Borderlands to work. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. And if you're still keeping track of your listeners, put a pin in your map at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Also, if you read this on air... Could you do me a favour and tell my friend Jake that you want to bang his mother? Jake, I want to fuck your mum. We go back and forth with such jokes, and that would be a hard one to top. Just like your mum was hard when she was on top? I, I don't know. So it was a good try. Yeah, it, was it almost worked. It was, a bit, it was a bit clunky, but I, yeah, it was a good effort. Um, Impressive yeah. effort for a small man. Borderlands... On PlayStation Now, I haven't ever tried it because my internet's really bad. So yeah, this is the guy. Mike is Mike is the guy that has PlayStation Now. Yep. Well done, Mike. Keeping the lights on there. We can't wait really to answer your now question. HQ. You could probably no. answer ours though. <laughs> Why? Why is do it, you have PlayStation Now? Is it good when you have the internet? Does it work? Yeah, yes, that's all the questions I've yeah. got. <laughs> well, yeah. How how is 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 Jake's mother attractive at least? Last email is Neil. Do you want to read this one? I will, yeah. I also just want to very quickly say to Mike that I'm, I'm glad you're looking forward to Ghost Recon Wildlands and, and I hope you enjoy it. I might so get I it when I see like a dick. the reviews. Cool. Finally, it's Neil, as you said. Dear Ben and Simon, just finished listening to your rant about Final Fantasy X and thought I'd add a few points with regards to your trepidation for the Final Fantasy VII remake. Firstly, they've already done the voices for all the Final Fantasy VII cast in the Advent Children film, and bar the awful stereotypical Scottish accent for Kate Sith, hello. I thought the voice acting was surprisingly de- hello <laughs> was surprisingly decent. Uh, were they to get the same cast, I'd say the voice acting could be quite good. Now, Neil... In the most English way possible, I'd like to apologise if I've misled you here, because that's not what I meant. What I meant was that the original script for Final Fantasy VII mentions a lot of baloney and mad things. And if the voice cast are not totally committed to what they're saying, then it could be a bit bad. I know they've been in, in films and stuff like that, but they haven't presumably said the exact lines of dialogue that are in the game. Um, and as we mentioned last week, that kind of wacky dialogue really lends itself to text boxes because you can make of it what you will and give your own voice to it and your own cadence and that kind of stuff. When you've got someone doing that for you, they have to be a really fucking good voice actor to not make it sound ridiculous and that they're not interested at all. Anyway. The same is true for the new Final Fantasy Kingslave. Kingslave? I think it's Kings. 
maybe, I don't know, film. But films are different than games. As you pointed out, the voice acting and visuals were a lot better in Final Fantasy XIII than Final Fantasy X, even if the game storyline itself was still lacking. The thing that really puts me off when replaying Final Fantasy X was the eye movements and the whistling scene, as and when you get to it. Although Flappy Mouth Syndrome was comical the first time before it, came thorough, before it became thoroughly annoying. Sorry, I'm having a real, really tough time reading this. Having played the game when it was released, I have the luxury of skipping scenes as I know the story inside out, but I fear you'll be disappointed if you're hoping it gets darker like Final Fantasy VII, although it does get slightly darker. However, even being a fan of the game, I stopped playing about a third of the way through for similar reasons you expressed. Right, so there's no, there would be no hope for me then, Simon, if I, even if I kept going. No. I'm still chasing the ever-elusive Final Fantasy that surpasses the original seven, and I don't think it will ever come. Not because the art of, of game-making is lost, but because my nostalgia grows faster than the modern JRPGs could ever explore new fields. I'm sure that there are plenty of people who think Final Fantasy X is the pinnacle of Final Fantasy and JRPG storytelling that will never be surpassed, just as there are those who think Final Fantasy VI is actually the game Final Fantasy VII tried so hard to be. I'm looking forward to the Final Fantasy VII remake, and as long as they don't try and have Kate Sith as light relief as they did in the film, it should be able to keep the dark edge of the original, only brought into modern-day graphics and voice acting. It'll be a shame if they if they drop the ball and ruin my childhood, but something tells me my nostalgia will power me through with rose-tinted glasses regardless. Sorry for the long email, and sorry to Simon for more Final Fantasy talk. Hugs and kisses, Neil. Or at least he apologised. Yeah, thank you, Neil. I I echo your sentiments there. It's it seems that I made a good call by abandoning Final Fantasy X. What one's better, six or seven? I haven't actually played six, but people do recommend it to me, um, and I know I recommend seven to people, and people think that looks like crap. But Final Fantasy VI was the last one that, or yeah, the last one before they went three D, and I'm not sure I can I can get past it because I'm I'm a shallow bitch. Is it is it all hand painted backgrounds like the like seven though? I don't think so. I think it's all. Um, I think it's all. Uh, what's it called? All just sprites and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Yeah. There we go. There we are. But anyway, thank you very much for the emails, everyone. Try and get them a bit shorter. We probably have some iTunes reviews since we asked for them so hard. We we actually do. Do we? you got yeah. them to read out? I do. Actually do. I didn't put them in, sadly. I've got to... Do you want to do the next episode? Yeah, please. Okay. Can we? Use time. <laughs> PSR UK News. Bringing you the latest news from across the world of PlayStation and beyond. With William McPinch and Bobbert Bignuts. This is... PSR UK News. Here's today's headlines. No Man's Sky is getting investigated for false advertising. Microsoft were surprised by the PS4 Pro's lack of 4K Blu-ray. Mafia 3 reviews are embargoed until its release. And we've got your PS Plus games for October. Howdy doody, I'm William McPinch. It looks like that bearded arsehole that made No Man's Sky might be about to get what he deserves. Yes, Willie. According to Eurogamer, the game's being investigated by the Advertising Standards Authority. It's because of accusation that the game's Steam product page describes features that aren't present in the release. 
Shuhei Yoshida's also weighed in on the drama. He says that he understands some of the criticism Sean Murray is getting because he sounded like he was promising more features in the game from day one. It's not clear what will happen next if the ASA does find Hello Games guilty of false advertising, but hopefully it involves something like what happened to James Bond when that guy hit his balls with a massive rope. A guy from Microsoft has been talking about the PS4 Pro again. It's almost as if they are making the most of this while they can. Yes, Willie. Microsoft's Albert Pinello is here with me now, and he's going to say the exact same thing as he said to The Guardian. The lack of a 4K disc player, given Sony's media background, was a surprise. Looking at what they've done historically, I don't think many people would have predicted that. Thank you, Mr. Pinello. Now fuck off, because you won't be on this show three times in a row, you fucking attention whore. Now, Mafia 3 is looking really promising, so it's a little strange that its reviews are embargoed until its release. Well, Willie, the embargo means that we won't see any reviews of the game until it's already out. Usually this is a sign that publishers aren't confident that it'll get good reviews, as they don't want people to cancel pre-orders. There are some exceptions to this rule, such as this year's Doom, but it's still, as you said, Willie, very surprising to see this embargo. And now it's time for your monthly PS Plus update. This month we're getting Resident Evil and Transformers Devastation. One of those is a PS1 game, and the other is going for less than a tenner online. That was this week's top stories. Now it's over to Ben and Simon to moan, moan, moan. I'm Willie McPinch, and until next time, what's worse, PS Plus... Or HIV plus. Wow, what a question! Uh, HIV plus. I think. I think (laughs) HIV plus is probably. Did you see that they're on the cusp of curing a man with HIV? I didn't. Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, so that's exciting Uh, for HIV sufferers, I suppose. What a weird thing to say. Uh, So news. What, what happened first? What is? Yeah, it's all gone so fast. No Man's Sky is getting investigated for false advertising. We've already discussed this. I mean, I'm so sick of talking about this fucking game. He deserves it. I mean, is, is there anything more to say? Uh, I think they need to make an example if they if they do pursue, and it will, as as the producer said in our group chat, he said it will um, it will be very interesting to see how that affects the rest of the industry because it'll be a landmark ruling either way. If yeah. other companies have to have to toe the line a little bit better because, you know, things change during development and game developers as creative types are prone to say some silly things. And usually yeah. they don't even acknowledge that they, they do eventually acknowledge the silly things, uh, unlike No Man's Sky developers, but it's usually after some publication has found, oh, actually this isn't even going to be in this game. And then they say, oh yeah, we regret to say that this isn't going to be in this game. They usually only say it because they've been found out rather than trying to clear the air, which is what they should be doing. Yeah, but they're not usually as bad as what happened with this one. No. Well, Aliens, Colonial Marines, I'm still still shocked that nothing came of that. That was astonishing. Anyway, next. Next, we have Microsoft talking about the lack of Blu-ray player. Again, we've discussed this to death. Um, I've got nothing more to add. I'm just very disappointed. And and lastly, Mafia 3. We're both really looking forward to this game. Yeah. So it is unusual that they have re- their reviews embargoed. It's not unusual. Don't you think? Uh, yeah, it is a bit odd. Um, I honestly can't think of any reason for this at all. 
because everything I've seen has looked great. Yeah. And it's clear that, that IGN have got a copy because they're posting videos on Facebook and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, well, reviews are embargoed. Yeah, so people people will have copies, but they just can't post the review yet. Um, it looks great. It looks really good, and I'm excited for it, and I'm not worried at all. It's just very strange. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, Mafia Maybe, 2 has a 75 on Metacritic, which isn't isn't the best. Yeah, that game was so much um, better than that. Yeah, that, I mean, for I've played the game, and for how good the game was, it, it, it deserves more than that, I think. Yeah, the user but, score is 70, 77, so it's a little bit better. You can never um, trust the user. But it makes you wonder, score. do you think that they, they're doing the embargo because people didn't like the second one? Some reviewers didn't like the second one, and they know there's a lot of hype behind it, so they don't want to disturb that. No, I think it, I think it's probably something really simple, like they couldn't get the copies out to a, to um, to places soon enough, okay. and they wanted yeah. they wanted everyone to play it properly and not like rush. And not, yeah, like, I have. Do it I have. That's one thing I thought as well. I mean, if I was a if I was in charge of reviewers reviewing a game, I would say something like embargo it until. If I could, I know they can't because once something's out publicly, they can't stop anyone. But if you could make reviews not get published until a week after the game has been out, yeah, they would have at least played the whole thing and they'd, they'd have a sense of what everyone else thinks as well, exactly. not just the reviewer friends. That's the only reason I can think. I can't think of any reason why they would be worried. Yeah, um, because this game is clearly leaps and bounds above Mafia Two just from a presentation standpoint and mm-hmm. from how much money's been put into it. So I yeah the the promotion for this game is off the charts. Every expo and thing you know events that I've been to it always has a huge presence, like a massive presence, and people are queuing up all the way around the corner to play it or see it. Uh, so I I don't think they've got anything to be worried about. I think it's going to be great. Are you going to be getting it on on day one? Uh, it comes out this week, doesn't it? Yeah. It comes out. Uh, what day does it come out? Thursday. Probably. The sixth or something. Yeah, I might get it. I haven't pre-ordered it, which is a shame. Um, but oh well. I yeah, I would. It. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother pre-ordering. There's no. There's no special thing that comes with it. Um, I usually I was, just pre-order so that I can get it cheaper. Because game shops where you go and buy it in person are always a bit more expensive. Oh, they are. They're, I I would never buy from. I just go into game now to have a look through the pre-owned stuff and have a laugh at the full price games. Yeah, That's I do that sometimes. I look at, I go to see the pre the pre owned stuff, and every now and again, Tesco has one game that's yeah. quite cheap. So like Doom for like twenty quid, and then the other games which have been out even longer, forty five. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's outrageous. I don't, I don't even Tesco's know why they bother. Idea with that. Yeah, they they just shouldn't yeah. bother. I remember when game. But went the thing is, they under. get the money off parents that don't know that they can get it cheaper somewhere else. That's the only people who'd buy. That's the only people who'd buy from there. But I remember when game yeah. went under the first time and i think it was some senior executive at tesco said oh we're gonna become the new high street place for games and he said that and everyone laughed at him because the prices are just so absurd you know the online prices aren't bad they often have pretty good deals there but it's just not reflected in store uh but anyway there we go there we go. I think that's it, right? That's all the news? I think that's... Yep, that's it. Let's end the show. Let's do it. Oh, hello. 
and here you come in. I'm esteemed voice actor Richard McGonagall, and what I find goes best with a glass of brandy, open fireplace, and my best smoking jacket and slippers is a good episode of PlayStation Radio UK. You know you want to be like me. So go on. Get listening. End of the show, end of the show, end of the show. End of the show. End of the show. Thank you very much for listening. With your ear holes, we managed to keep the show quite short and sweet this time. We do still yep. have PSR Q&A submissions in the backlog. Um, we will get to those. Please abide by our guidelines. And, uh, and if you find any embarrassing PS4 communities, let us know. Simon, how can they do that? Well, they can email it to us hopefully with some screenshots. Um, and that is fishandchips at playstationradio.co.uk. You can also go into our PlayStation community, which is very nice. Ooh. Even though I've noticed the PS4 since the 4.0 update has stopped sending me notifications. Has it? When people post, yeah. Um, and I've seen some other people complain about that, which is a bit annoying. But the well, community even, is still there. It's very nice. Even before, I was, um, I would get it sometimes, but not other times. Yeah. So I'd I'd pop in there randomly and there'd be new posts. It's it's almost like it waits a week and then sends you a weekly prompt. Stupid. If there have been posts or something, I don't know. You can also go to our Twitter, which is at PS Radio UK, and our Facebook, which is slash PlayStation Radio UK. We've got a YouTube page. There's not much going up just now. I might do another settlement tour if anyone liked the first one. Mm. Um. And that's fish. And that's not. It's not. It's youtube.com slash PlayStation Radio UK. And I think that's it. Leave us an iTunes review if you haven't already. Yes, please. And um, that's it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very sleepy now, Simon. It's ten pm. So am I. I'm not. Um, I need you to send me over this file straight away because I need to edit this podcast now. Oh my! I might just take a while on purpose. Yeah, that'd be great, dickhead. Hey, thanks for coming today, Simon. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the PlayStation Radio UK podcast. To find out more, go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK. So, if you've never played a computer game, don't dismiss them. There are games for all mentalities. It's just that the good games are hidden behind a massive crap.